I swear this mountain gets steeper every time, which is impossible, of course, unless it isn't. May I take a seat? <sighs> Feels like I've been walking for a lifetime. I'll need to get new feet soon, but that's always a gamble. At the very least, I'd probably need new shoes. The fire's out. I'll get this going again. And then, I'll tell you a story, again. Perfectly timed for the time we have. And most importantly of all, it may just save your life. Is it time to stop yet? Let's get out of the heat for a bit. Oh, oh that's better. Better shade. Drink. Mmm. Thank you. And sit if you need to. Hey. Look, there's a chair. Brilliant observation skills. No, there's a chair. There's an alien chair. Two alien chairs by an alien table. Stop saying alien. No, it's just. Oh, what's that feeling? Sunstroke. It's a kind of happy apprehension or a strange realization. I am on an alien planet. So the two suns, the purple sky, the distant crystal mountains, and, uh, oh, I, I recall you yelling at a six-legged lizard. Well, he was hissing at me. You take all that in your stride, but what really stops you in your tracks is a chair. <sighs> oh, it's not even that comfortable. Isn't it amazing, though, huh? So, will we set up camp... In here? This is only the first hut we've looked inside. We said we'd check out the whole settlement. Oh, yeah, but we could search the whole... whatever that is out there, the, the Medina, and still not find a better place than this. Well, we might. No, we might not. Is this how you are when you go shopping? Grab the first thing you see. This is about the shirt again, isn't it? This is about the shirt. 
It is called a Hawaiian shirt and it is ideal for warmer climates. I think there was a reason that lizard was hissing at you. Oh, five minutes and we're moving on. Oh no, I've put my bag down now. Mm, yeah, and it's uh, physically impossible to pick it back up. Actually, I do think the gravity is stronger here. I'm coping and I'm pretty sure the gravity is the same for the both of us. Yeah, but you don't know that for sure, do you? Maybe there are, I don't know what the technical term would be, tiny pockets of heaviness following us about? Following me, actually. Do you need me to carry your bag? Would you? No. Ugh. Actually, maybe, if I could sling out all of the Hawaiian shirts. How many did you pack? Four. And two have got matching swim shorts. Wonderful. We can use some of them to get a fire going tonight. All right, it'll do for now. First base of operations, but we're checking out all the other buildings tomorrow. I don't want us getting complacent. That's a dangerous thing to become right now. Rhythm, routine. That's what'll see us through. So have you done this sort of thing before? I once spent a whole year away from the TARDIS under slightly different circumstances. And we're not gonna be away a whole year, are we? Should I have packed five shirts? For someone who's a police officer, I don't understand how you think fugitive from justice and brightly dressed clothing are all that compatible. Yeah, but nobody's gonna find us out here. They've found us again, and the TARDIS is too weak to shake them off. So what can we do? There is something, but it's so dangerous. All right, those buildings look safe enough. At least they seem to have roofs that are mostly intact, so that's cover from anyone approaching above. And cover from the rain. We're on two counts. Ah, isn't this lovely? Reminds me of a day in the Lake District. Are you all right? You're a little quiet. Oh, just tired. Do you need me to row? No, no, you've done your stint. But perhaps I'll take a breather. There. And you're happy enough here. Or here is on the lake or here is on the planet. <laughs> Either. Both. It's not the most glamorous introduction to life beyond Earth, I suppose. Well, probably because there's no life at all. What was your first alien planet like? Uh. No, I can't remember. I've been to so many by now. I do recall being told by Galileo to see all I can. <laughs> Galileo. Look at you, name-dropping like the doctor. Only last week, he told me he'd been skinny-dipping with Shirley Bassey. Yeah, between you and me, I'm not always sure he tells the truth. You may get lost, you may get scared, but I promise you, in the end, you're going to be all right. All right. That corner looks dry enough. Put your sleeping bag there. I'll set up the stove. Cup of tea? We're on the edge of the known universe. And you're putting on the kettle. Home comforts. Embrace it. Normally, when we're out amongst the stars, we don't sit still long enough for this sort of thing. But technically, we're not sitting still. We're on the run. I suppose. But a slow run. More of a marathon than a sprint. Time enough to figure out what happened to the people here. 
And time to... Ah! There we go. starting like that but it really was a long time ago when time was merely a tributary trickling down the side of Mount Perdition there lived a noble woman in a noble land and the people of this place possessed many great things power persuasion potential but in order to attain these gifts they'd made some terrible choices they had agreed to cleave off their past, chop off their future. And now society hung in stasis, gripped by sterility. The noble woman was dismayed by this, for all she'd ever wanted was a child. By day, she performed her courtly duties, but by night, she roamed the crystal city looking for any wise person to assist her desire. On the mountainside, she found him, a strange, disheveled individual, carving at the ground with a stick. He was helping Time's tributary to become a small stream. She'd been told this was the man to help her. She'd visited all the other wizards and soothsayers and readers of tea leaves, and though part of her doubted she could ever be helped at all, she would leave no stone unturned. You're the one who wants the child, said the man, without looking up. He gestured with his stick to a ragged sack in the rushes. Take this bag. Once it's filled to the brim with water from the sea of life, you shall find what you seek. Curious, the noble woman scooped up the dirty bag. It was something a beggar would fill with his worldly possessions or a farmer would use for spoilt fruit. She'd been given crystals and herbs and spells and equations, and none of them had worked. But this bag, as she turned it in her hands, she felt its power. And she knew what the stranger had said was true. This is tricky. Are you coming out? Oh, that is exactly what Darren Peterson used to say when he knocked at my door. And did this Darren Peterson want you to explore an alien Medina on the fringe of known space to figure out what happened to its inhabitants? Nah, we just went and lobbed things at bins. <laughs> I'm going to stay here today. Hold the fort. The fort doesn't need holding. There's just something... I don't know. Sitting here, 
in your alien chair. Soaking up the atmosphere. Back in my line of work, like, I've seen extraordinary things popping up in the most ordinary of places. But now I'm here, in the most extraordinary place I've ever visited, I kind of just want to do ordinary things. Does that make sense? Like, oh, I would love a crisp sandwich right now. Did you bring playing cards? Nah, they were just in my backpack. Come on, get your shoes on. Honestly, I'm fine. Andy, you're not staying inside. How can you even play cards on your own? It's solitaire. I used to be a whiz at this on the PC. I played it all the time on night shift, whiling away the hours. You could while away the hours outside. That's my point. Look, if you get bored, and you definitely will, I'll be searching the northernmost houses, working backwards. Enjoy yourself. I'll just be hanging out with... Who am I going to be hanging out? Ah, the dashing king of hearts. You are not who I wanted. Where am I going to put you? Where am I going to... Liv? Did you forget something? I mean, I don't have to play solitaire. We could play snap. Liv? Hello? Is there someone out there? looking all over. Are you asleep? No, just lying on the floor. Ah, goodness, that is some view. Hard to tell where the water stops and the sky begins. Maybe it doesn't. The air's so damp. I feel like I'm already underwater. Is that why you came to the tallest spot? Perhaps. Figured it would be a good place to keep watch as well. It's hard to keep watch from the floor. I think this used to be a clock tower. Yes. And this is where the clock face would be. On the anniversary of the settlement, the bells would ring non-stop. I found a kind of library. And not all the books were waterlogged. They describe the planet's formation. I can show you if you like. Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. You're comfortable like this, are you? On the damp floor? <laughs> Been in worse places. Should have seen my student digs. I can see the bells up there still, beyond the rotten beams. They've gone green with rust. They're not ringing now. If you don't mind me saying, Tanya, you've not been yourself the last couple of days. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't apologise. Just... If something's wrong, if there's anything I can do... Anything we can do. Yeah, count me in too. I knew I could rely on you. Actually, th there is something you can help me with. A little mystery. Uh, these, these things were in my backpack, and I have no idea why. A bag of licorice all sorts, and an ESP deck of all things. A what deck? You know, Xeno uh, cards? With the symbols. A circle, star, cross, square, wave. Uh, you use them for experiments in extrasensory perception. Oh. Pretty sure I'm not psychic, but I did make a house of cards with them this morning. Three stories. Were these the licorice all sorts? Ah, I may have eaten them already. Is the doctor 
intending for us to use these cards? Maybe he's worried about us getting bored out here. Well, who knows what he was thinking. I think I've been bored. I mean, the books are certainly interesting and getting a peek at life before the flood is stimulating, but I think I'd be less bored if we spent more time together. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll come down. I'll make us a cup of tea. And I've found some utensils. I've harvested the local algae. I can work out how to cook it. Very appetising. Hang on. What's wrong? I heard a, a, a boat down there. Really? I can't see anything. It's funny how the light makes shapes on the water. Circle, star, cross. Sorry? Maybe I should stay up here. Keep guard. I don't think it's necessary. Anyway, we can keep guard downstairs. There's a veranda at the end of the street. It's sloping into the lake, but it'll survive us, sitting there with our tea, staring out at the water, like a night by the sea. By the sea? The noble woman hadn't visited the shore since her youth, but her past was long cut away, and if she could imagine a future, she might have hoped her child could one day enjoy these sights and smells, but that too was lost for the present. All she had was the here and now, by the sea of life. And she'd brought that ragged bag. She wandered forth, wading into the water, the silver tide lapping at orange sands. And slowly, she lowered the sack. Was it as simple as this? Once the bag was fully submerged, she heaved it out of the water. <gasps> but something was wrong. The liquid gushed from a rip in the cloth. Could a tear in the base scupper her dreams? What's wrong? Uh, uh, nothing, just... Uh, uh, must have... Must have fallen asleep. Bad dream? A tear in the base. And then a, a, a boat sinking. Tanya? I, it just feels so lifeless here. It's not completely dead, if that helps. There was an account in one of the texts about the fisheries. Apparently, once a century, there's something called the shoal of the stricken. Thousands of fish emerging from hibernation, rising from the bottom of the lake, and they're all different colours. Glittering in the light, swirling through the water, and then they all go to sleep again, one night later. Pity we're not seeing that. I used to think any world beyond ours would be full of terrifying things. But there's a lot of beauty out here. You can't think of the dark lake. You need to think of the colourful fish. Maybe we should go back inside. No, I'm... I'm all right. No, you're not, Tanya. And you don't have to keep saying that. There's something very wrong here. A, a rainbow fish? I could handle that. Even people, aliens, whoever's following us, hunting us. But there's something else. Some kind of strange force. I feel it closing up my chest. I, I can't... 
What's wrong? Oh. Oh. I, I thought I heard... I, I don't know. Outside? No, not outside. Inside? Not inside, not outside. I I'm not sure. You were dreaming. Maybe, yeah. But I've been hearing it all afternoon. Hearing what? Well, not hearing it. Feeling it. As though we're not alone here. Well, that's reassuring. It's nearly dawn. I'll do a quick scout. Is that safe? I found some flint to start a fire. I can arm myself with that. If you'd been with me earlier, you'd know the place was deserted. We just need to be worried about being found by the... The... Uh, by the... The people coming after us. There are... People coming? Yes, of course. That's why we're... Uh, hiding. Yes. We're hiding. Who from? Scan the planet. I am trying. And you are failing. There is interference. Fool. The fugitives will be masking their presence. Land in their vicinity. We will hunt them on foot. The noblewoman tried to fill the bag again. She pinched the tear with her hand. But the sea of life still burbled between her fingers. She folded the loose seam in various ways, but still the sack could not be filled. She filled it quickly, she filled it slowly. But whatever she tried, the water leaked all the same. She did this again and again and again and again and again and again. And the bag was never full. After who knows how long, Wandering in the sea, for the small stream at time is becoming quite a river, the noblewoman waded back to the shore. This task of hers would take longer than anticipated. But she took a deep breath. <sighs> yes, deep breaths. Oh, I haven't had a panic attack like that in years. I'm so sorry. Have a cup of tea. <laughs> so many cups of tea. Tea is all we have. Did you used to have them a lot, these attacks? Years ago. But they pass. Sometimes I'll take a little puff on Natty's inhaler. Who's Natty? I, uh... She must have been a, a cousin or something. Um, she always forgets to take it whenever she goes swimming and... Uh, <laughs> I have this image of her. Bright green eyes, just like lives. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm all lightheaded. And I'm sorry, Liv isn't here. She'd be more helpful right now. Does the doctor want to keep us apart? What do you mean? He paired the two of us up for this, didn't he? Why didn't he let me go with Liv? I, uh, I don't know. Is that why you've been upset? Sometimes he can be a little unaware of things like relationships and well, people in general, frankly. You don't have to defend him. I'm not defending him. I'm simply... But you mustn't think he's keeping you apart on purpose. Hmm, maybe. Maybe not. I just miss her. Yes. Well, me too. 
and it's weighing pretty heavily on me. You know, there have been times in my life where I've had anxiety and someone like Liv comes along, someone as amazing as her. You talk of dark lakes, colourful fish. Well, Liv's a, a rainbow dolphin. You, you cannot tell her I, I called her that. It's sweet. And instead of exploring your first alien planet with her, you're experiencing it with me. Oh, Helen. No, I... don't worry, I get it. I used to think I couldn't, wouldn't find what you found. But seeing you two, it gives me hope. And Liv must be missing you too. You just have to wait until... What's wrong? He paired the two of us up for this. That's what you said about the Doctor. Do you... Do you remember that then? Do you remember being asked to do this, being told what to do, being dropped off here? No, I, I don't actually. Do you? No. I'm only just realising that. And the more I think about it, the less I'm sure about where we are or what we're doing here. We're hiding. And we've established that much. But there's nobody out there. Do you remember how we got here? I remember Chester Zoo as a kid. Sorry? Big trip out. Huh. I saw the elephants and the monkeys and the, the, the rhinos. The rhinos? Oh, and a rainbow dolphin. Now, why is that in my head? Where are the others? Where's the Doctor? Where's Helen? Where's Tanya? Maybe it's just the thick air. Or there's something in your tea. <laughs> there's barely tea in my tea. I'll have to start rationing it soon. I brought so much, though. How long have we been here? Hours? Weeks? It's, a, it's hard to tell. Let's not think about it. Come on, pass me a cup. I'll do the washing up. Oh! What's wrong? The leaves. I told you there wasn't much left. No, they, they look like shapes. People think they can tell the future in tea leaves, don't they? She visited all the other wizards and soothsayers leaders of tea leaves. But the shapes... Just like the circle, star, cross, square, wave... Knife. A knife isn't one of them, is it? I can't see anything. It's just old tea. We're making ourselves nervous now. You're right, we sleep. Come on, we'll feel better in the morning. She woke on the beach, cradling her bag. She cut a square from her cloak and stitched it over the tear. She walked out to sea, dipped the sack in the water and carried it back to dry land. But the land wasn't dry when she reached it. The patch of cloth always came away. The water dribbled everywhere, soaking into the sand, disappearing in the heat of the sun. She did this again and again and again and again and again and again. Days went by, weeks, months. The river of time was heading her way, welling into great lakes and made swamps in the shimmering forest and the squares of cloth mounted up by her feet. 
They'd soaked up the water, dried in the heat, and hardened like cards. She gathered them up, and she dealt them out. Sharp bit. Dare I ask what you're doing with a staff? I found a source of water. The most pathetic little drizzle by the far end of town. I'm trying to make a new... <sighs> channel. A channel that runs all the way here? Is something to do? Uh-huh. Hang on. I'm coming down. I discovered why they all died, you know. It scratched into one of the walls. Humans. Of course. This place was running out of water. They asked the humans to help, but they refused. That's why it's just sand. Everything dead. But we're not going to die of thirst. Aren't we? We've been dumped here. You can't think that. And what if I do? Let's have a look at that hand. Come here. All right. I think you'll survive. <clears throat> oh, I hate this. My mind is fractured and this place there's nothing here to keep me occupied yeah but i'm not sure you need to take on a plumbing project come on Liv. you spend a whole year away from the tardis saving the world patching it up with my sister i had a purpose a mission but this why can't we remember coming here i feel like the doctor's left us to rot but i know he hasn't i i know that's not his style i am clinging on to that for dear life but there's no life here. Nothing at all. Oh. Well, there is now. Great big ship in the sky. Ah. Oh, finally. You're aware this is probably our hunters catching up with us. Our hunters we can't remember. Or it's the Doctor, Helen and Tanya. Or just random visitors. Whoever it is, we're going to want to meet them. Come on. Oh. Helen? What's wrong? Don't worry. Looks worse than it is. Your hand? Oh, I was just preparing lunch and I cut myself. With a knife? There's a first aid kit in my bag. I'll get it. I'm just so distracted. The people here, I found out what happened to them. What do you mean? The waters kept rising. I begged the humans to help. I told you this. Did you? This morning. You weren't listening. Maybe I was distracted too. You know, I predicted this. Predicted what? Hold still. This cart. The shape in the tea, the knife. <laughs> Are you serious? Why wouldn't I be? Tanya, you can't tell the future like that. Why are you so sure? I know what the future is. I know what it holds. It's not divined in tea. But I saw it. Thank you for patching me up. You can sort out Liv next. What do you mean? Well, she's hurt her hand too. She's... Oh, sorry. I don't know why. I... I'll... I'll finish lunch. Oh, wait. Let's do it again. 
What? Another cup of tea. Come on. I don't want one now. Why? You scared of what I'll see? In the squares of cloth that she lay on the sand, the noble woman saw all of reality. For the river of time had fed into the sea of life, and all its wonder had washed upon the shore and soaked into the cards. And the noble woman saw she had to keep trying to fill her torn bag, no matter how many times it took. Every day she walked into the sea. Every evening she returned. At night, she simply sat there, reading the cards, waiting for light. Rhythm, routine, that's what'll see us through. She'd long since abandoned her courtly duties. She'd long since separated from her friends. And the locals who spied her, sitting on the shore, took to calling her the woman who waited for nothing. Or, more kindly, Lady Patience. Unless he has a new face. A rhino face. The doctor doesn't carry a gun. Uh, a big gun. Scan is working. Humans detected. Good. Keep down. Troop assemble. This is bad, isn't it? Where are the fugitives? May be able to slip away unnoticed. Scan indicates behind that rock. Or... Then again... Run! Shoot! You missed! Like you always miss. How is that possible? To the rear, old man. Troop, hunch them down. Helen, wake up. Did you hear that? They're finally here. Who? Our pursuers on the water. Come and see. Still be. What is it? We have done this before. Yes. Something is wrong. The fugitives play tricks. Bring the boat to land. We search the islands. We find where they reside. Ah. Oh, Close the door. Ah. Hmm. Now put the bar across. This won't hold them. Do it! Oh, a plank of wood against an army of rhinos. 
when they burst through the door to shoot us down, hopefully they'll all get splinters. <sighs> get below the windows and keep quiet. What are you doing? Shh. Looking for something to... The flint. Where is it? On the table. Can you reach it without being seen? No, not without being seen, no. We know you are in there. Well, I guess I can be seen now. We need to get out of here. There were spare boats by the farm mansions. Well, we don't need to do anything. We're not giving ourselves up. No. Then we've got to go, Tanya. No, we don't. We just need to wait. What do we do? You have five seconds to surrender, or we blast the house to pieces. Silver lining, they're not coming in. Five. Kick out the leg of the table, quickly. Ah, now that's a plan. Four. Here goes. <coughs> Grab the flint. What are you going to do? Lob it at them? We've burned down the hut. What? And escape out the back. We've run to the mountains. Hang on. He can't count. It's two next, mate. Don't help him. There's something strange, though. Can't you feel it? Give it here. This place will go up like a tinderbox. Wait. It's us or them. Just, just wait. He stopped counting. Exactly. Why? I'm going to take a peek. Andy. I don't think they're out there anymore. Of course they are. No, they're not. Come take a look. Tell me if you can make any sense of this. Please, Tanya, I don't understand. Trust me, Helen, they're not going to reach us. What do you mean? I can see the shapes again. Circle, star, cross, square, wave. Circle, star, cross, square, wave. Wave. Stop rowing! What was that? In the lake? I do not know. We are under attack! Stop the lake! Stop the lake! What on earth? Nothing on earth. I predicted this too. What's attacking them? We ought to help them. Back to the clock tower. We'll have a better view. So they vanished and left their uniforms behind. Are we about to be attacked by naked rhino men? We didn't hear them disrobe or anything. I think they've... I think they've gone. Gone? The biological bits of them, anyway. Some kind of airborne weapon? Yeah, but we're still here. Maybe it was specific to Jadoon. Jadoon? That's what they were called. They were coming for us. The TARDIS. They were hunting us down. Just as we were about to... About to what? What is that? Under that suit. What is it? Be careful. Oh, wow. Is that...? Yeah. A baby. She lost count of how many times she tried her task. But all time is lost as well. 
for Lady Patience had emptied the entire sea of life. She'd spilled all of time, all over the shore. And there, at the bottom of the dry ocean, snuggled on the seabed, was a child. You better pick him up. Why me? To stop it crying. Yeah, but why me? Because I don't do children. Or animals. Just pick him up. <sighs> See? He likes you. Uh, yeah, he likes me. You're a big boy, aren't you? <laughs> the baby Jadoon likes me. Oh, I know. Liv, what the heck is happening? Look at the cards. How are they swirling around like this? All those colours. The shoal of the stricken. That's what attracted them. Look, down at the lake. What? The cards echo it. But I did the calculations. The shoal isn't due for decades. It's a future echo. Sorry? I, I just feel it. Somehow, I've been seeing the future. Tanya, you're scaring me. You know what? I'm scaring myself. Well, you're not in the least bit scary, are you, eh? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on, that's right. Shush. Okay, time for an outlandish theory. Oh, look how big his eyes are, Liv. And E. Yes, yes, outlandish theory, yes. The Jadoon was somehow de-aged. And this one was the oldest, maybe? So where did the others... Oh, gosh. There might be some very surprised mothers back on Jadoon Central right now. Oh. Hang on. What the heck? Liv? What's up? Andy, your game of solitary. Solitaire. Yeah, when I kicked over the table, they fell on the floor. They fell on the floor. In the Jadoon's attack formation. What? Look at the uniforms out there. It all lines up. And that's not the weirdest thing. What do you mean? Look at the cards. What do you see? What do you actually see? Uh, well, there are four suits. That's the three of clubs. That's the seven of diamonds. That's, that's, that's not right. They're blank. Uh, and now they're starting to glow. Andy, what the hell have you been playing with? So what do we do? I don't know. I don't understand. But maybe I had the right idea. What do you mean? I think we have to play with them. The cards. Absolutely not. They could be dangerous. There is something that is so dangerous. Doctor? Why are you saying that? I, I can, can hear, hear him. him. Is he here? Time Lord gives us sometimes akin to magic. Won't be easy though. They'll confuse, they'll disorientate you, forget what you're doing and who's coming for you. Are you sure about this? Liv, Helen, deal, deal with the, the cards. cards. Is this what we do? Gather them up and deal them out. We do this again and again and again and again and, and again. again. Hello? I don't think we'll be alone for much longer. The thing about Lady Patience's child, when she found him, she broke the curse of her land. 
They got back their past and their future. The persistence paid off. The wait was worth it. Wait. But this is the place. Scandal. No. I enter the cave alone. Right. This is... not what I was expecting. It's like a hall of mirrors. They're not mirrors. They're the cards. Giant versions of whatever you brought to Flask. Flask? That was its name. That's where we were. And where are we now? We're nowhere. I don't like this. Neither do I. Feels like we're underwater again. Look at this. So much snow. These panes. They're like windows. But to where? Oh, at least Judy's settled down now. Judy? Yeah, I think that works. Don't you? Judy the Judoon. Judy the Judoon, yeah. Oh, we need to come up with a better name than that. Darren Peterson. We're not calling him that either. No. In that mirror card thing. It's Darren Peterson. Andy. It's fine. I'm not going to touch it. And where are we now? Exactly how he was. He's knocking at my door. That's me. You're in here too. My night shift. Look, I'm playing solitaire. Just a zoo. So these are all your old memories? These are all visions of the future. You really think so? I don't know why, but I feel attuned to this place. Like I can see. But it's constantly changing. The future isn't fixed. Good news for a paradox, I suppose. Hang on, who's this? <laughs> it's Natty. Your cousin? Uh, maybe she wasn't my cousin. I. I can't remember. Who is she? If there's anything you really don't want me to see, just give me a heads up and I'll look away. Okay, uh, maybe. If you see a woman called Yvonne Hartman, uh, then... <gasps> that didn't come from one of these memories, did it? Oh, no. More Jadoon. This isn't the squad that attacked us before. Look at them. They're, they're different. Their shape. Their horns. I don't care what they look like, but they clearly don't like the look of us. Well, hello there. About time you joined us. You are the fugitive known as the Doctor. I am indeed. I'm sure it's a pleasure to meet me. We fire at your command. No, this kill is mine. Before we do anything hasty, Campo, may I ask you a question? You know my name? Oh, yes, you could ask me a question. In fact, we could keep asking each other questions. Silence! I'll limit myself to just the one, then. Do you know what's waiting for you in here? You are not alone. I'm not, no. Another fugitive? Quite the opposite. They're not running anywhere. Take me to them. Of course. Just step this way. One false move, and you are dead. Then nothing but the truth from now on.
Before I introduce you, are you going to tell me who sent you this time? This time? Oh, yes. Sorry. You see, we have met before, Compo. That's how I know your name. I've asked you why your language isn't right, your attire, your purpose. You must have noticed something was wrong. I know you do not particularly time-sensitive, but even so, strange loops, odd echoes, moments overlapping with each other. We were on the planet Flask. Oh, yes. That's where Liv and Andy are. And then Delivia. The beautiful Delivia, with Helen and Tanya. Both settlements attacked by the glorious Earth Empire. Just like this place, you'd have seen the burnt-out hamlets below. Heartbreaking. You hide a survivor. Well, a survivor of sorts. Here they are. What is this? I think you can see what it is. Or rather, who it is. That is me. Bingo. How is it me? Fascinating, isn't it? You're frozen in time. An effect of the paradoxica. The paradoxica? You have a weapon? It's not a weapon. It's an ancient Time Lord device. It looks like a pack of cards. Well, they're much, much more than that. Think of them as a temporal spirit level, able to divine the nooks and crannies of reality. You could probably do a mean card trick with them as well. The meanest? I found these at the bottom of a drawer. She may be weak, but the TARDIS is trying to help us. And how is this helping? If she was strong enough, she'd be able to measure this divergent timeline herself. But she's barely managed this first trip into space. And can I just say, I am absolutely thrilled about finally jetting off into the galaxy. Even if the TARDIS isn't. You pack too much again. She can barely take off. Can we just get back to the, um... Paradoxica. Where is this Paradoxica? Actually, you're holding it. Some of it. No, not your gun, your other hand. What? A stack of cards. I scattered them along my route up the mountain. I had to give you something to follow. But I don't... Don't remember picking them up? Maybe they look like other things, like flowers or rocks. These are powerful cards. They disorientate most minds, even mine. <laughs> I know you're confused, but if you hadn't been chasing the TARDIS, you wouldn't have been caught up in this. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What was that? We're being hunted. Hunted? Surrender your ship. You do. You do? Once. No, I don't think we will. Sorry. Talking rhinos? Talking in our language, too. Strangely considerate. These are mercenary police. There must be a bounty on our heads. Fire! Brace yourselves! The shooting at the TARDIS? Everybody hang on! We did our best to escape you. We hopped and skipped all over the place. But every time... They found us again, and the TARDIS is too weak to shake them off. So what can we do? Now, there is something, but it's so dangerous. Go on then. We're all for danger. The paradoxica. We can kill two birds with one stone. We can measure the breadth of this broken timeline and escape the Jadoon whilst we're at it. Now, let's see. Liv and T No, Andy. You'll be a pair. And Helen and Tanya, you're another. The TARDIS has already selected some prime locations. So, how do we do this? I just deal you some cards, and you'll see what hand you've drawn. Oh. And that's going to sort everything out, is it? Time Lord gifts are sometimes akin to magic. 
won't be easy though, they'll confuse, they'll disorientate, you'll forget what you're doing and who's coming for you. And it's going to affect our most recent arrivals the most. Andy and me? I'm afraid so. They'll be drawn to your lack of temporal experience. Anything we can do? Yeah, count me in too. I knew I could rely on you. You may get lost, you may get scared, but I promise you, in the end, you're going to be all right. So, pack, quickly. And the first one back here gets a bag of licorice all sorts. Some cards have powers of the past. Memories, nostalgia. And some have powers of the future. Prophecy. Potential. But the cards I was dealt, they are of the forever present. That's why you're frozen here. We've done this many times, Conpo. You arrive here, you try to shoot me, and the cards will protect me, just like they'll protect my friends. They'll trap you here and put me back at the bottom of the mountain. You are my bag, and this endless loop my sea. You trapped us. I'm so sorry about that. The cards were stronger than I realized, but you can break the loop. Lower your gun. No. Very well, then we'll do this again. And again, and again, and again. Who knows how many times we've already done it. Don't you feel it? That ache in your feet, your heart, your soul? I've been telling you a story every time, a story of patience, of love. And I hope one day it trickles into memory, makes you act differently. I have a job to do. I think you're hired by the wrong people, Konpo. Not even the mighty Jadoon are a match for Mr. Bird, are they? You know my employer. Let's just say I've had a while to figure it out. Please, Konpo, we can stop this. We can stop. What's happening? It's all changing. Is that... It is! Well, hello there. <laughs> Andy! Live! Tanya! It is so, so good to see you. Hi, Ellen. You have a baby rhinoceros? Yes, yes I do. Judy. Not Judy. Oh, also, we're being chased by its friends. Maybe they uh, want their baby back? No, they're sort of ghosts that... Oh, wow, I'm just hearing the words coming out of my mouth. This is bonkers. Do you have any idea what's going on here? None whatsoever. This is what travelling with the doctor's like, isn't it? Yes, it is. But you've all done brilliantly without me. Doctor! That's a Jadoon. This is Con Poe. You have a Judling. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Is he a friend? I think so. What is going on? Yes, and where are we? I, too, have questions. Let's not ask them all at once. Hang on. You're the same Jadoon that was after us before, aren't you? I think it was after us, too. Very possibly. Shards of him have been all over the place. Shards? The Jadoon was scooped up when we dealt the Paradoxica, which I don't know if you're starting to remember or not. Only vaguely. The cards. And they're responsible for all this. Oh! oh no. They've found us again. That's unusual. Recognize them, Kanpo? Impossible. They are Juran. They're friendly, are they? They're like Kanpo's version of Neanderthal, echoes of bygone Jadoon. So you had the past cards then, Liv? They must have attacked you. I need to put the cards back together. If you pass me your stack. I don't have them. You're holding them. Ah, oh, wow, these really do mess with your mind, don't they? And Tanya? Here you go. Right then, one moment, quick shuffle. Is something meant to happen? 
I will fight my ancestors. No need. And for my next trick... Whoa! What's happening? The world's unfolding. Just wait. Sweet home. Oh, how I've missed you. This is your ship. Oh, he's here too, is he? Andy, don't be rude. Well, so did we leave the TARDIS? Or were we here the whole time? Uh, yes and no. That's not an answer. Well, that's not the right question. These paradoxica can't be understood so easily. Still not an answer. For what it's worth, you were on those planets, and the cards have taken their readings. Readings? How? We should know better than to ask by now. Correct. And once the TARDIS has translated them, we'll know the shape of this alternative timeline, where it runs, where it bends. What about my comrades? We saw them de-age, I'm afraid. We saw them drown. Whatever happened to them, I'm afraid they're lost, Conpo, in the folds of time. Oh, hello. Come on, you. Let's get you out of here. Yeah, shush, shush, shush. One survived. Go tall. Is that you? You take him, Conpo. And I'll take you home. And you lot, time to rest. Oh, this is cozy. I know, right? I think it's a boot cupboard. Do you have any idea what we just went through? We were gone for yonks, weren't we? It all feels like a distant dream now. Are you all right? I'm not sure. I thought travelling with the Doctor would be, well, yeah, a bit weird. Aliens, planets, I could deal with that. But this was literally mind-bending stuff. Impossible. Incomprehensible. And I'm not sure I can handle that. For a short while. I could see the future. I think I saw the end of the universe, Andy. Once you see something like that, there's no turning back. But talking of which, do you think we'll ever revisit those places? Only I left all my Hawaiian shirts behind. Hey. How you doing? All right. No, not all right. I kept telling Tanya off for saying that. Why? Was something wrong? Not anymore. There's something I keep... Does the name Natty mean anything to you? Natty? <laughs> that was the name of my gran. Natalav. Mad as a sandworm, but... Uh, one of the kindest people I knew. Why? Just wondering. With Andy and... Judy the Jejun. Thought it might make a good name for a child. Actually, I always thought if I ever had a daughter, I'd... Hang on, why are you smirking like that? No reason. Just those bright green eyes of yours. One second, I need to see the doctor.
Doctor? Ellen, pass me that screwdriver, will you? Is it Sonic yet? Sadly not. I know why you put Tanya with me and not Liv. Do you really? And all this time I thought you were being oblivious. But our cards took a peek at the future. And you didn't want to give a certain couple any spoilers. I don't know what you're talking about. You old romantic. You ought to speak to Tanya, though. She saw some pretty wild stuff out there. She already mentioned. I'm sorry I put you all through that. You went through it too. Who knows how long I was in that cave. Thinking always of her. Thinking always of who? The woman who gave me the cards in the first place. Ah, go grab Conpo. This is his stop. Jadunia, the gentle mouth north of the mountains. There's a settlement half a click from here. We thank you for passage. And take this too. It's a bag of semi-precious stones. Think of it as compensation for your contract. And an investment in Goto's future. He was an old fool. Now he is my fool. Some advice. I hope you don't mind my offering it. Keep away from Earth. And Mr. Bird in particular. You'll find yourself on the wrong side of history, quite literally. I scan the planet. Jodunia should be more prosperous than this. You speak Earth's language, not your own. This whole system is starved and subjugated. And it's not just here that time's been derailed. I've got to set things right, Conquer. No matter how long it takes. I'm Ken Bentley, and I have directed Doctor Who Stranded 3. And can I just say, I am absolutely thrilled about finally jetting off into the galaxy, even if the TARDIS isn't. You pack too much again. She can barely take off. Can we just get back to the... um... Paradoxica. It's been fascinating because I remember very well the, the first meeting we had where we all sat down and talked about it. So ultimately, I know where it's going. But I don't know any of the detail of how we're going to get there. So it's it's really lovely to sit back and, and um, receive the, the scripts for each box set and start to see how how some of the the, the, the sort of bigger story, if you like, the arc that, that we, we discussed way back when is um, is starting to appear and starting to be, be fed into the, the episodes and the, and the storytelling. So that's been quite entertaining and quite fascinating, really, to sit back and see that happen. My name is Paul McGann. And I play Doctor Number Eight. Time Lord gifts are sometimes akin to magic. Won't be easy though, they'll confuse, they'll disorientate, you'll forget what you're doing and who's coming for you. And it's going to affect our most recent arrivals the most. Andy and me? I'm afraid so. They'll be drawn to your lack of temporal experience. Anything we can do? Yeah, count me in too. I knew I could rely on you. You may get lost, you may get scared, but I promise you, in the end, you're going to be all right. So, pack quickly. And the first one back here gets a bag of licorice all sorts. 
Yeah, you know, when we met yesterday, it was great. It was a really nice feeling. You know, we hadn't talked for months, and it was like getting the band back together. It was great, you know. We were all excited, um, as it should be. Hello, my name is Tom Price, and I play formerly PC, now Sergeant Andy Davidson. You coming out? Oh, that is exactly what Darren Peterson used to say when he knocked at my door. And did this Darren Peterson want you to explore an alien Medina on the fringe of known space to figure out what happened to its inhabitants? Nah, we just went and lobbed things at bins. So we've just recorded episode one today, and that has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's called Patience, and it basically sees Andy and Liv kind of end up in a kind of waiting for Gardo scenario. It's a bit it's a little bit like Samuel Beckett has written an episode of Doctor Who, or at least a plotline of Doctor Who. So we have them on a very, very hot planet, waiting to be rescued, essentially. And I guess maybe that's how we all feel. <laughs> as a species at the moment. I don't know. I wouldn't want to read too much zeitgeist into these Doctor Who scripts. But uh, it has been a lot of fun to record that, especially on quite a, quite a warm day. I'm Nicola Walker. I play Livchenka. But there's no life here. Nothing at all. Oh, well, there is now. Great big ship in the sky. Ha. Huh. Oh, finally. You're aware this is probably our hunters catching up with us. Our hunters we can't remember. Or it's the Doctor, Helen and Tanya. Or just random visitors. Whoever it is, we're going to want to meet them. I think they work really well together because they're completely different. But they have a similarity in that they're, they're very good people. You know, they, 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 want to, they both want to make a difference. They both want to help. They come from completely different places. Their personalities are t- wildly different. You'd want to be with Liv if you had to um, fight your way out of a corner. It would be, you know, she would be... I, I would probably stand behind Liv, but I'd be wrong because Andy actually can all... You know, he manages to, to get out of, you know, get out of quite quite a lot of, of uh, problematic situations too. He just tackles it in a different way. It's a way that Liv doesn't understand. But his his human spirit is undeniably beautiful. So they get they get on, but they're an, they're they're the odd cop the odd couple. I love it when they get stuff together. I think that uh, Liv really gets Andy, uh, but she doesn't she doesn't indulge him. I think some characters uh, are a bit too nice to Andy sometimes. They sort of see him as a, a almost a, he has an almost childlike enthusiasm about things and sometimes he can end up being a bit patronised and a tiny bit marginalised and sidelined but Liv puts him front and centre, she respects him but a consequence of that is she will give him many deadpan (laughs) hard stares throughout so you know to see them stuck together as they have been has been a really interesting experience to see Andy stuck with this character who you know Andy coming from Planet Torchwood, this is a new person and, and a new scenario for him to be in and it really has summed up Andy, because what you see at the beginning is the bouncy, oh my god, where are we going? We're on a planet? I can't believe this. This is so exciting. Like he's on a day trip to the British Museum. Uh, and of course things don't work out that well. My name's Rebecca Root and I play Tanya Bell. Let's do it again. What? Another cup of tea. Come on. I don't want one now. Why? Are you scared of what I'll see? I loved the way the two disparate worlds ran uh, like on parallel tracks and then 
warped into each other towards the end. So, you know, we imagine that, you know, I, I when I first opened the script, and I saw Tanya and Helen in their wetland and Andy and Liv in the dry lands. I thought, hang on a sec, uh, did I miss something? Did I, I had to go back to the, <laughs> the end of box set two remind myself of where we'd left it to sort of figure out where were we and why wasn't Tanya with Liv? And I thought, oh, have they? Is that something I need to, you know, sort of uh, get the lowdown on here? And of course it became quickly apparent that Tanya and Helen are, have been put together for a reason and Liv and Andy are together as well. And never fear, all is not lost. Our fabulous romantic pair are, <laughs> are okay. So that was thoroughly enjoyable, this episode. I really loved it. And I loved the uh, the idea of these two worlds being so different, you know, and yet the sort of the reasons for their their differences are kind of the same, you know? So it was, yeah, wonderful. Look at you, name dropping like the doctor. Only last week, he told me he'd been skinny dipping with Shirley Bassey. Between you and me, I'm not always sure he tells the truth. Well, it's wonderful to be a recurring character Every actor wants to have a job that keeps uh, sort of delivering, and Tanya's no exception to that. It's wonderful to see her stretch her legs, get to get her space legs and time legs, if you will, and um, experience other worlds and times. And in this box set, of course, we 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 see a lot of that. So it's it's exciting because with every chapter, if you like, with every box set she uh, grows and the relationship with Liv, of course, steps through the gears and develops and that's just such a such a gift for any actor but for me personally it's it, it feels like it's a, a very she's a very strong character and I feel that you know her 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 journey is and her story is something that's I think gonna resonate with a lot of people. I feel so privileged to be be part of that. Does the Doctor want to keep us apart? What do you mean? He paired the two of us up for this, didn't he? Why didn't he let me go with Liv? I... I don't know. Is that why you've been upset? Sometimes he can be a little... unaware of things like relationships and... Well, people in general, frankly. You don't have to defend him. I'm not defending him. I, I'm simply... But you mustn't think he's keeping your past on purpose. Hmm, maybe. I can't deny I, I love the scenes with Liv. I love those moments of intimacy. There are some really powerful moments. You, you, you feel with a, a, a duologue scene that you're really getting... You're getting a sort of quality drama, really. It's not just all about whiz-bangs and gadgetry and you, you, all, all of those things that that gives the, the, the unique Doctor Who experience, all of those things that create the world that we uh, inhabit. At the heart of these scenes is just two people of whatever race or, or species um, communicating and they're really, really powerful and, and thoroughly enjoyable to play. For a short while, I could see the future. I think I saw the end of the universe, Andy. Once you see something like that, 
There's no turning back. But talking of which, do you think we'll ever revisit those places? Only I left all my Hawaiian shirts behind. We're all so busy at Big Finish doing what we do that I'm never really aware of what's going on, what the wheels of industry are doing sort of behind me while I'm I'm just sort of doing the job I do. I, I don't know how they go about marketing. That's a complete mystery to me. And I never know what they're entering into various competitions and things. I only find out about it if we've been shortlisted for something. And um, I've just found out that while sitting here working with everybody on the next Stranded Box set, we found out that we've won the best audio drama at the Audio Publishers Association Audio Awards 2021. <laughs> I was over the moon. I was absolutely thrilled. Obviously, it's a, a, a team effort, isn't it? You know, it's it's not just the, the, the actors who are who are there. I mean, everybody who makes these is part of uh, these these shows everybody has as as much contribution and a significance to that award as 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 an actor you know i i, I couldn't be here without everybody else we're all just you know we're, we're cogs in the machine and it felt such acknowledgement and reward to, to be part of that that team um especially when you see the kind of the competition and it's global as well i mean it's kind of truly global isn't it so it felt like we'd really yeah i feel it was a significant achievement i'm very very proud to be part of it i am hattie moran and i play helen sinclair do you know it's just yeah it's rather nice because i guess that box set was sort of going in a different direction and doing something a bit different and seeing all the characters out of their usual context and sort of you know dealing with I guess a lockdown situation which is familiar to us all by now so it was lovely that you know the nuances of that were recognized and it's great writing and yeah oh makes me very happy very very nice to have had a little nod of you know commendation so yeah hurrah hurrah for us <laughs> i was so delighted to get that phone call about us winning that award because it's it's quite rare. Uh, it's certainly been quite rare during the last year or so to have proper punch the air, full on joy moments, and finding out that something like this that you're involved with that is a big team effort, but that can be easily ignored by prizes and awards, uh, managed to win in a really stiff competition. And it's just lovely to to get that. I'll be honest. I was going to say sort of feedback and validation. Mainly, it's nice to get a medal. I now have a medal which I have worn constantly like a middle-aged B.A. Baracus walking around my house showing my medals for being the best actor in this house. So I'm very happy about that. This whole system is starved and subjugated. And it's not just here that time's been derailed. I've got to set things right, Compo. No matter how long it takes. Some of it's uh, quite refreshing. You know, um, it seemed, yesterday particularly, it seemed that you know, through one of the scripts in this set, you know, it was all fairly contained. Now, this is a good thing, because I don't mean to put people off here, you know, but sort of no chases or sort of loud bang, crash bang, wallop, explosions and, and the like, and it was great, you know. It was a nice contrast. Of course, we will eventually, as we do, and we get to the, to the action sequences, but... Uh, I don't know, it's like a sort of... It had a sort of chamber piece feel to it. <laughs> sort of a... You know, um, old-fashioned drama. I liked it. it. Takes me back. <laughs>